With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. And I hope you had a great weekend, long weekend at that. Great holiday. Gang's all here ready to go. Voice is a little spotty today. So, uh, you know, I was questionable. Some say doubtful. But uh, I'm here today, so it's a little roughed up, just in case you want to uh, alert the kids if they get in the car and go, what's wrong with him, Dad? Uh, Devin McCourty, NBC Sports, former defensive backstops by in a little bit. David Pollock, former game day analyst, college game day. We'll look back on the weekend it was, and there's a lot to talk about. Bears at the Vikings coming up tonight. The Vikings are giving three to the Bears. Your phone call is always welcome, especially on Monday, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. And uh, stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. We say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Download the app if you haven't done so, so you can watch this program in real time behind the scenes. And uh, gang's all here, Fritzy, Seaton, Marv, Paulie, yours truly, the backroom guys, and... Uh, Tyler's there to take your phone calls. 877-3DP-SHOW. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. In no particular order, the Eagles over the Bills in overtime. I believe that's the third game the Bills have lost on the final play of the game this season. Steelers showing life. They're 7-4. and four. The Jags, 8-3. and three. Here come the Broncos. Let's go Broncos. Thank you, John. Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, Ravens at uh, nine and three, beating the Chargers last night. As far as uh, the big college football, Michigan—that's three straight against Ohio State. When you start to see articles that say how much is Ryan Day's buyout, and I'm thinking, wow, this guy's lost—I think six games since he's been the head coach there. Ruh-roh. But three of those games have been to Michigan, and that's that's what the season comes. It, it, it's like if he doesn't get fired or bought out. Next year at this time, it's going to be the same thing. If he has 10 wins, they're undefeated, and you're facing Michigan at home, then you have to win that game. Now, that's a must-win. So if we're going to go must-win situations, next year, Ohio State-Michigan, Ryan Day, that will be a must-win situation. Yes, Marvin? So if Ryan Day goes 6-6, six and six, but he beats Michigan, <laughs> is that a successful season at Ohio State? Well, first? that's not good either. That's not good either. But... You know, if you're 10-2 and two and you beat Michigan, then, you know, you probably hold on to your job. You know, you go back to John Cooper and Earl Bruce, 
Yeah, I don't know what their records were against Michigan, but probably not great. Uh, I know Urban Meyer went undefeated. He might have gone seven and zero against Michigan. Yes, Paulie. Yeah, John Cooper when he was with the Buckeyes back in the nineties, he had a two ten and one record against Michigan. His had bad losses in ninety three, ninety five, ninety six, and they entered the game Ohio State undefeated back then. So it's kind of similar. Mm. But those are a lot of games that he got to coach against <laughs> yeah. Michigan. Yeah, a lot of games. All right, uh, poll question today. What are we going to do, Seton? Well, I mean, I was going to ask who had the worst weekend, but I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> Ryan Day or the field? Ryan Day or the field? Earth. Mm. Mm. Uh, Bama all be- of planet Earth. Bama beats Auburn. Washington stays alive. Uh, Texas A&M. It, it, never in my wildest dreams would I think, you know, Texas A&M is looking for a coach. They're going to hire Duke's coach. Now, if you said basketball, I'd go, okay, no football. Texas A&M got Duke's head coach, who I think was the defensive coordinator at A&M once upon a time. Uh, Indiana fires their coach. Houston fires their coach. Michigan State gets Oregon State's coach. Everybody got long-term contracts. That doesn't – who cares, you know? Yeah, all right, I'll leave. I'll go to Michigan State. Indiana owes their coach $20 million. Yeah, no big deal. No. Jimbo Fisher, ah, you know, $75 million or I don't know how much it is. Like, you know it's a lot when you don't know how much you're paying somebody to leave. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, what other poll questions? So, with Ryan Day versus the field in the first hour of the program? Yeah, yeah. And then we also, uh, Paulie sent over, if you just expand it slightly, who had the worst month, mm. Ryan Day or Jim Harbaugh? Think about it. Well, Harbaugh's going to be coaching in the Big Ten title game and a chance to play for the national title. And he's essentially a hero for some reason. Yes. I don't understand how that happened. Yeah, after the game, it was, hey, everybody was against us. Not, I mean, you guys cheated. It's not like everybody's against you, but not everybody's for you. But this victimhood is silly. Like, you created this. So... You won. You won without your coach. Now you play Iowa, and you got a chance to play for the national championship, perhaps. So, I mean, this stays with Harbaugh. I guess it. You know, I'd, if Harbaugh ever came on again, then I would ask him about that. How do you shed this? It's it's there no matter what, and whether he did anything or not, he's still the one who was in charge, and he got penalized. Maybe it's not fair, but. Those are the rules. That's what it says in the Big Ten handbook here. But I, I don't look at us against the world. After that game, their players were like, oh, you know, nobody uh, rooting for us. And against the, yeah, it's, exactly. Welcome to the world of the uh, Houston Astros here. Yeah, Paul. However, though, Jim Harbaugh is more uh, in danger of getting a contract extension than getting fired right now. I think he's closer to getting a new deal than he is to getting fired. So, like, his month might be look bad in three years from now when the NCAA hands down, whatever. But right now, Ryan Day is in danger. Well, Harbaugh's not in danger when you say danger of getting a contract extension. I, Ryan Day's in danger. I guess I mean, I'm joking about like Harbaugh's, you know, it, people thought like, oh, they took that contract extension away a few weeks ago. That was That's a pause. Yeah. That, they're going to bring him back. Of course they will, unless he doesn't want to come back. Now, if he had lost that game, even though that was he wasn't coaching, then I... I don't know what the reaction would be to all of this. Might be, hey, if Jim was coaching, we would have won that game. But give credit to Michigan. They won the game. Uh, it was a good game. A lot of fun. You know? A lot of back and forth there. Earl Bruce was 81-26-1, four Big Ten titles in nine years at Ohio State. In those nine years, he was 5-4 and four against Michigan.
of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. The uh, Alabama game against Auburn, that wasn't supposed to be close. Alabama got it gift-wrapped to them. Uh, Christmas came early, and they ended up winning that game. Hail Mary, fourth in, what, 31? The great digger. Um, Auburn made terrible mistakes. You know, you muff the punt. All you got to do, just catch it. That's it. Just hold on to it, and he slips. They, you know, recover the fumble. And then the back in the end zone is your friend. All you got to do is keep everything in front of you. How do you let the Alabama receiver get behind you? Inexcusable. Inexcusable. Uh, but Alabama lives to, uh, you know, fight another day and, you know, showdown with Georgia. But uh, Auburn had that. Had that one, and that would have been the big surprise of the weekend. Here's Nick Saban on that play that helped Alabama beat Auburn. Well, they've come a long ways, but believe it or not, we actually practice that play um, every Friday uh, when we do walkthrough and we do special situations. Uh, We get in that formation. Everybody runs down the field and runs varying routes in the end zone. And, you know, Jalen made a great throw, but, you know, IB really kind of got himself in position where there was some room to throw it. You know, he pushed inside, and the DB was inside of him, and then he came back out, and Jalen threw it back out to him, and uh, it was a great catch. It was a great throw, um, but that is a play that we actually work on, and I must admit that I think you have to be a little lucky for it to work, but <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. A little push off by the receiver, but not enough where it was really egregious, but uh, Alabama... Picks up the win. I'm just curious. I know Iowa, I don't even know what the line is against Michigan, but Iowa's in the Big Ten title game. What if Iowa would beat Michigan? And it's a neutral site. And Iowa, of course, doesn't score any offense, but they do have a really good defense. What if they would beat Michigan? Like one of those trap games with Michigan, let down after Ohio State. What would happen to Michigan? What's going to happen to Ohio State? Does Ohio State stay in the top four tomorrow night? You got Alabama in there. You got Georgia in there. You got Oregon and Washington going to meet head-to-head. So you got some really interesting games coming up this weekend. But this past weekend, that was sort of the last of the Big Ten as we know it, the Big 12, the SEC, the Pac-12, this era. And it was kind of sad because the Pac-12 has had a pretty incredible year. They've been relevant. They've been fun. Uh, They've been a topic of conversation for a variety of reasons, but you say goodbye to that. And look, I've been around a long time, you know, the Pac-8, the Big 8, the Southwestern Conference. I mean, I can go down the list of all of these conferences, and they go away, and then we form something else. But, you know, after a while, you're like, I I do like a little bit of tradition. I do like those rivalries. I do like these teams play in this conference, but uh, those are long gone now. We'll get some phone calls here coming up, 877-3DP-SHOW. By the way, when it comes to celebrating major sporting events, no other city compares to Las Vegas. It's a city where spectacle and celebration are woven into the very fabric of their community. Las Vegas, where uh, conventions are challenged and the unexpected is embraced. This isn't just celebrating, it's celebration with an edge. So, 
our good friends in Las Vegas. We look forward to seeing them at the Super Bowl coming up in February. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Uh, Operator Tyler standing by. Say good morning, those watching on Peacock and our uh, radio affiliates around the country, Fox Sports Radio and iHeartRadio as well. Once again, the Bears at the Vikings coming up tonight, and the Vikings are giving three. We lead off with uh, Paul in Iowa. Hi, Paul. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Well, best of the weekend, uh, the Farmageddon game played in the snow. The visuals were awesome. Iowa State wins with only 12 passing attempts by their quarterback. But you don't need a lot of passes when your true freshman running back runs for 270. That was pretty awesome. Uh, Worst of the weekend, we received no warning last night that we were going to be stuck with Jason Garrett. That was awful. (laughs) Uh, Tariko said that on Thursday, by the way. He's, that uh, Jason Garrett was going to be in the booth for uh, Chris Collinsworth. Uh, Buddha in San Francisco. Good morning, Buddha. What's on your mind today? What up, DP? Hey, man. Good morning, boys. Let's ride, Fritzy. Look at you. Let's looking ride. Good. Um, holiday weekend was fire, DP. Niners looking good on Thanksgiving in Seattle. Nick Saban admits he's lucky. Alabama squeaking out that win, and the Pac-12 are going out and Spectacular fashion. Pretty cool. Uh, but best of the weekend, Dan. Michigan and Lou Holtz, Dan, looking for Ryan Day after the game <laughs> when the 110,000 people watching, taking down OSU. That was beautiful, Dan. And think about Jim. Think about Jim, Dan, the last few weeks. He, just, he is just winning. I mean, he's just winning. Um, and worst of the weekend, Dan, the Bills trying to be the new Chargers, Dan. I mean, 0-6 in overtime. They just find a way to win, to lose these little games, and I mean, it just, it just, it just it's unbelievable. I can't help but feel like the charge, the Charger vibes they're putting out. So, boys, have a good week. Thank you, Buddha. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen rushed for two touchdowns. The Bills and Eagles game. That's the first game where a quarterback for each team rushed for multiple touchdowns. Last time that happened was 1950. The Bears and the Lions. And then a stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. And Jalen Hurts, uh, that's two rushing touchdowns. He has 11 games in his career where he scored at least two rushing touchdowns. That passes Cam Newton for the most by a quarterback in NFL history. And when you start to look at that Eagles offense, Swift is wonderful. Uh, Jalen Hurts, those quarterback draws, those are really vital to their offense. And, and you do have, you know, good receivers. I don't know if uh, Devontae Smith has been pretty good here lately, but uh, A.J. Brown kind of quiet here recently. So they're still the best team in football. I don't think you get to the point where they are where you go, well, I don't know. But they have a couple of really important games coming up. And, you know, do they get nicked here or there? Probably. But they got to make sure they keep winning so Dallas doesn't get home field advantage. And Dallas will score on the Eagles. They have down through the years, and Dak is playing maybe his best football ever. But uh, we'll look back on the weekend that was. We'll talk to uh, Devin McCourty from Football Night in America. He'll stop by coming up. And is Bill Belichick, does he last the season? Somebody asked me that who uh, works uh, in the media covering the Patriots. Can he survive? And I go, he has to. Like, no matter what, he has to survive the year. 
After that, I don't think that he's back with the Patriots, but you're watching that game. Okay, Marvin, you worked that game, didn't you? Or did you work the Jets game? The Jets game. Okay. But you got paid to watch the Jets game. I did. Okay. Yes. All right. But at least you got to see the Dolphins. Did you get paid enough to watch? You worked that game? I did, yes. Okay. Yes. The check cleared, too. Okay. Great. But I'm watching the Giants and the Patriots, and I'm thinking, you have to pay me to watch this game. I kept going, yeah, there's nothing here. But I was I was kind of fascinated by that there was nothing going on. And then Tommy DeVito, he played okay. All of a sudden, people go, hey, would you rather have Tommy DeVito or Mac Jones? And I go, God, I don't know if I ever thought I would get that question at any point in my life, but I got it yesterday. And I go, I guess Tommy DeVito? He looked okay, right? He had some moments. Yeah. Hyatt had some moments. Well, Tommy DeVito had a uh, passer rating of uh, 103.9 on your FM dial. The first undrafted rookie to record a passer rating of 100 or higher in consecutive starts. Let's go! Three stats of the day. <laughs> stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. Yeah, stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. Thank you, Darius. We'll take a break. We'll talk to Devin McCourty. Devin was doing the Jets game for Westwood One, the Jets and Dolphins. He got paid to do that game, too. But he'll uh, join us coming up next. More phone calls as well. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards, the guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and 
holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. More phone calls coming up on this Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. Devin McCourty. He is a studio analyst for NBC Football Night in America, won three Super Bowls with the Patriots, and uh, he did work Black Friday with his brother and I and Eagle. It was the Dolphins and the Jets he joins us. Now, Devin, if you didn't get paid to watch the Jets and the Dolphins, would you have watched the Jets and the Dolphins? I would have probably caught a quarter of the game, <laughs> and then I would have found something else to do. <laughs> what stood out in that game? I mean, it was obviously the Hail Mary interception, but just that phase, like we're watching the game and Tua throws an interception, uh, pick six, the Jets go score, they miss the extra point, Miami gets the ball back, Tua throws another interception, only for the Jets to throw a Hail Mary that gets in, like three interceptions, <laughs> and we, we looked at the clock, it was 58 seconds after the pick six. So all of this happened within a minute in a game uh, and then the rest of the game was just, it, it is what it is. It, it, there was no not much excitement after that. The Dolphins are interesting. I just don't know how good they are. Do you? I, I think that's everybody's thing. Like, we know how they're going to perform against the teams that are subpar below. They show up. They usually handle business, but against the better teams. And it's not that they go and get blown out. They just fall short against the better teams. And it makes you wonder, like, okay, do they really believe that they can get over the hump if there's a game down the stretch in December against a good team or are they getting a playoff battle? Have they built up enough equity as a team that they know, all right, we're in the middle of the fourth quarter, we're going to execute and win? I don't know if they have that belief about themselves yet. Would you be scared or how scared of Tua would you be as a defensive back? I would be scared. I, I You know, from my time competing against Tua, for one, I never beat him. It was his time in Miami. But when he's in that offense, he's elite. And, you know, I think he gets a lot of criticism, but the times he's been hurt and guys have had to step up and play in that offense, 
it hasn't looked the same. You know, whether they've had Tyreek or Jalen Waddle out there, other quarterbacks haven't been able to make that offense look the way that it looks when he's there. So if you have to play that offense, it's not an easy, like, we're going to go do this and do that and shut them out. Even though I think defenses have played better, you know, now going down the stretch, but it's still scary playing against an offense uh, with Tua handling and running the show. Okay, give me your perspective as a former defensive back of you're facing Jalen Hurts. What are you concerned about? That he's going to make the winning play. I mean, for Buffalo on that defense, at one point, um, you know, in the first half, like Jalen Hurts had 50 yards passing. Like we're, we're watching the game and we're in studio, so we're still live and working. But you know, me and Chris Sims are looking at the stats. I'm like, he has 50 yards passing. Then it gets up to, you know, I think 170 yards. And you're like, Buffalo's defense is doing – but then you get to the clutch moments in the game. He's rolling left two yards from out of bounds, throws a beautiful ball over top of Poyer and Hyde and hits Zacchaeus in the back of the end zone. Like, that's a clutch play. So it, it reminded me a little bit of when you played, like, Tom Brady and those guys. They could have a bad day, but you always knew, like, if it got to that point in the game where you had to make a play or they had to make a play, more than likely they were going to make the play. And Jalen Hurst is starting to develop that this season. But it feels like he knows he doesn't have to make every play. But Josh Allen, it feels like he thinks he has to make every play. So and, your your game plan with Josh Allen, how different would that be facing him as opposed to Jalen Hurts? Yeah, and it feels like that because it kind of it is that. Josh Allen does have to make those plays for this team to win. The scrambles, the five pump fakes and make a guy miss. Like He has to make those plays where I think Jalen Hurts does he goes into the game and he looks around him and he goes, hey, like I have first-team All-Pros at a lot of different positions on this team. I don't need to make that crucial mistake that hurts our team because somebody else will make the play where Josh Allen is sitting there. And I thought he did a great job in the game. Like he was patient. He took what the defense gave him. But then you still looked up and you were like, wow, this is still a close game. Like they haven't put this team away and some of that was, you know, they miss a field goal. Like, all of those little things that show up put more and more pressure on Josh Allen. And we criticized the one interception he threw to Bradbury. But it's like he, he made one mistake in a game where he had to be great time after time. That's hard to do. And it, it, it stinks because they still haven't released some of that burden from Josh Allen still after all of these years with him performing so high. We hear analysts say this about, the receiver went the wrong way. Gabe Davis last night, as a defensive back, do you, like the receiver has the ability to go either left or right, like he can, and then the quarterback has to adapt. Like, how does that work where you're trying to cover somebody and he's kind of deciding what he wants to do based off how you're playing him? Yeah, and on that play, you saw like Philadelphia was in blitz zero. They were in an all-out blitz. Everybody had a man and you see Slay, they're up there trying to disrupt timing because they know the pressure is going to get there. And usually as an offense, you all have to see the picture the same way. And it was interesting because as we're watching and they're cutting away to the guys on the sideline, you see Gabe Davis and Diggs talking, and they're going back and forth. And then it looks like Gabe Dave says something to Diggs, and he goes, oh, damn. Almost like, oh, that's what happened? I kind of see why you broke outside because of what you thought the defensive back gave you. And to me, that's just one of those things where the blitz worked. The timing was thrown off. Josh Allen's thinking, I'm just going to get this ball up. Gabe Davis is just going to run and go. And Gabe Davis is thinking, like, I'm going to get off the line of scrimmage and I'm going to break out to the corner route. And that little bit of kind of 
undecisiveness, I think, is caused by the blitz. So Philadelphia's defense did a good job on that play. He's Devin McCourty. He works for Football Night in America on NBC, three-time Super Bowl champ with the Patriots. How does it work getting Tom Brady's number when you play for the Patriots? Can you ask or does Tom give you his number? Um, I asked, but I didn't ask right away. I, I didn't have his number for years, and then eventually I asked. But I do remember one time we had a big group chat. We were talking about something, and Adam Butler, who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders now, he was a young guy, and he saw Tom text, and he was like, Tom Brady, is that you? And Tom was like, yeah, it's <laughs> he goes, Tom tells him to save his number, text him any time. And, like, he was floored that now he had Brady's number. <laughs> But if you're asking Brady for his number, is it like asking a girl for her number? It kind of feels like that. It, it's a, it's that like, am I good enough to ask Tom Brady for like, almost like, hey, is this girl just out of my league? Is she a little too cute? Uh, but Tom's super down to earth, so it always works out for guys. Yeah, he could have given you a fake number. <laughs> um, let me ask you about the teams who can win a Super Bowl in the AFC. How many teams do you think truly can win a Super Bowl? I mean, you obviously got to have Baltimore in there. Um, Kansas City, because of Mahomes, I think they're they're always in it. Um, and I would also throw Jacksonville in there. I think okay. the way Jacksonville has performed, I, I think you, you got to put them um, in that category. Um, and then out of the AFC East, like we talked about before, I'm just not sold on Miami yet being able to be over that hump. But if you said, if you said to me right now, in a world, can you see my, yeah, I, I would say Miami's in that. Well, and, you know, I think for the AFC North, who had the strongest division, the injuries, I think, takes everybody else out of that category um, to be able to win a, win a Super Bowl. But um, I think Mahomes is the wild card because if the team gets up to pace, he's the best quarterback to me in the NFL. And when you have that guy, I think you have the best odds to win a Super Bowl. Okay, how many teams in the NFC can win a Super Bowl? In the NFC, I think it's obviously Philadelphia – I think San Francisco, I think Dallas. Um, I don't I don't think Detroit is in that category. I know their record's still up there. They're still going to be one of the better teams. I'm not sold on Detroit being able to execute and win down the stretch um, to win a Super Bowl. How many quarterbacks had a tell? You can say it now since you're not playing, but did you could you know have an idea of that they're going to pass or he's going to throw it my way? Snap count. I mean, anything like that stand out with any quarterback? Um, not to like just say definitely like this guy, but it was to me it was always like a whole offense thing. It wasn't just like I remember we had a beat that we thought on Aaron Rodgers in 2018 December game in New England. So you know everybody's wearing their pouches, and we get in at halftime, and they're like Aaron Rodgers has his hands in his pouch. And then we takes him out right before he snaps the ball. And I'm kind of looking like, this is Mickey Mouse. Like, this is Aaron Rodgers. We're going to really go off. So we're, like, doing these all-out blitzes. Like, we have all these things. And in the first half, we're just looking at the play clock because Aaron Rodgers is good. Like, it's – and we go out there in the second half. He takes his hands out, and he gives us the fake, and he just smiles at us. We all take <laughs> off full speed, and he's ear-to-ear -ear smiling like, I got y'all now. And – for the rest of the game, like that tail went just like that. That's great. Um, that was always a scary thing against the really good guys. That's great. If Bill Belichick called and said, Devin, you think I should continue to coach, what would you say? I would say yes. Um, but in I, New England. We would have a long conversation if it, about if it's in New England. Um, I think, you know, I remember 
you know, talking to Coach Shiano back at Rutgers, Greg Shiano, about when you're in one place for a long time, sometimes it's time for a change. I think we saw that with Brady a few years ago, goes out to Tampa, wins a Super Bowl, I think, and New England. Like, it, it could possibly be that time for Bill. So that first question I would answer in five seconds, but the rest of our conversation would probably go on for about three hours uh, of trying to decide and talk about the pros and cons of being and staying in New England. What if Robert Kraft called you and said, Devin, what do you think I should do at the coaching position? It'd be the same thing. It'd be a long conversation because you don't just move on from Bill Belichick. I think we live in a world now that we go strictly off the results on the field right now. But my whole thing is if you fire Bill Belichick, who comes in next that you say, I guarantee this guy gives me a better chance or woman gives me a better chance next season to be better than Bill Belichick would um, I think that's the hard thing. I think the ball is really in Bill's court of where he wants to be and what he wants to do. Um, I think if, if I'm running the team and I give Mr. Kraft advice, I, I don't think it would ever be, hey, you need to move on and fire Coach Belichick. All right, before I let you go, Tom Brady came out and talked about the state of football now and it's you know the, the quality is not what it was when he played, which is such a long time ago, like two years ago, Tom. <laughs> And then uh, Alex Smith on NFL Sunday Countdown on the Mothership had this to say about Tom Brady. Do you agree with Tom Brady? I mean, a, a lot here, Sam. Listen, first off, let me just press this. I love Tom, the GOAT. But you don't need to say that. But you say that. Just kidding. First off, he hasn't been retired that long. He was just playing. Like, he just won a Super Bowl in the current game. Like, is he discounting that one? Um, and then my, my biggest complaint with this, and, and no offense to you guys, well, all three of you guys, uh, he played in the most uncompetitive division, I think, in NFL history. I mean, you come out of training camp, the biggest cupcake division, you got a ticket to the playoffs right away. Like, talk about mediocre. I, I, I completely disagree with this. I, I know I know he's, he's referencing the rule change. All right. I mean, it is a fair point. The AFC East, not that competitive there, Devin. It is, but the, the hard thing whenever you talk about Brady is you pull up his record against – any other division. You want to pull up against the AFC North, the AFC West. Like, he he went and dominated. Um, and, but I thought it was funny because some of the rule changes, like roughing the passer was an ultimate benefit for the pocket passer like a Brady that sat in the pocket. But we always – I mean, I've talked to him at length about that. Like, we would watch plays where a guy would throw it over the middle and a guy would get smoked and they throw the flag, 15-yard penalty. And his first th- – the first thing he would say is, it's not the defenders. It's not the defenders' fault. That's that's the quarterback. Like he can't throw that ball over there. And I think when he said those comments, I think that's exactly the things he was thinking about. Seeing these guys get penalties, get suspended, get fined for hits that for a long time. When we used to sit in the meetings, we would say Ray Lewis is going to be in the middle of the field, and Bill would tell Tom if you throw it over there. Wes is going to be in the hospital. We're going to get him next week. So you won't have him next week. So if you want him next week for the game, you better make sure you don't throw it to him right over the middle. Did you ever smoke Tom Brady? I didn't. I didn't. We had an all-out blitz in, in 21 when we played Tampa. And just as I was getting to him, he threw it. And he looked at me. He goes, Dev, really? You don't go put zero against me? And I just turned around and went back to the huddle because I was like, this reminds me of many of our battles at practice and somehow you still win. <laughs> hey, great to catch up with you. Thank you for joining us, Devin. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks. Good talking to you, Dan. That's uh, Devin McCourty, NBC Football Night in America analyst, won uh, three Super Bowls with the Patriots. 
and uh, three-time All-Pro. We'll take a break, update the poll results when we come back. Also, more of your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Our play of the day is next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Macs with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Fourth and goal from the 31-yard line. Here's the snap. Milrose stands in, lets everybody get downfield, still standing, he throws into the end zone, it's caught, it's caught by Isaiah Bond, caught by Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone, touchdown Alabama! Courtesy of Learfield Sports, the Gravedigger is what Coach Saban calls that, play of the day brought to you by Discover, Discover wants everyone to feel special, that's why your Discover card We'll give you access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations do apply. Seton, poll results from hour one. We put up there who had the worst month, Ryan Day or Jim Harbaugh. 
Right now, it's at 88% Ryan Day. Yeah. Oh, my God. 88%. By the way, um, <laughs> if Ohio State fires Ryan Day in 2023, Ohio State will owe him $46.2 million. Um, I don't think they're going to, but, you know, when you're uh, – Going against Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, and your your toughness was questioned earlier. You win the game at Notre Dame. You know, I just don't think the quarterbacking situation is solid at Ohio State. And and their running game is not the – it's just not a great Ohio State team, but still good enough to be in the top five, top ten. But, I mean, that's a testament to every everybody else on that team, the other positions there. They had the ball and had a chance, but – I just don't think the running game and the passing game, even though he had Marvin Harrison Jr. the third, he's wonderful uh, with his, uh, what was that, Louis Vuitton spikes, his cleats? Is that what they were? Yeah, yeah. They were, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, they're calling out, you know, the Michigan receiver, Roman, is like calling him out. They're not tough. And <laughs> All right. This is a good point, too, from uh, this dude Patrick on Twitter, saying even if Ryan Day wins the next two, it still doesn't matter. It's still the the hangover of this one is oh, going to yeah. be so bad. Plus the three that you've now lost that that even if he goes the next two years he wins, it's still like well you're catching up. But if Michigan goes on to win the national title, now here's Ryan Day after the loss. Yeah, I try to keep you know uh, what we talk about in the locker room to ourselves, but we're all disappointed. Uh, we know that um, what this game means to so many people and. Um, and so to come up short is certainly uh, crushing, not only uh, just because you invest your whole year in it. We know at Ohio State what this game means. And so, um, no, there's, there's a locker room in there that's devastated. And it wasn't a lack of effort, but, again, you know, we didn't win the rushing yards. We didn't win the turnover battle. So you're not going to win the game. Yeah, I think you go back to it might be the last nine outcomes where the team that rushed for more yards won the game. Yes, Seton? I don't want to nitpick every word that he's saying. But... but. You know how much this game means to a lot of people? As in, like, other people? Dog, this means a lot to you. You have to be like, I'm crushed. This game means everything to me. Isn't that kind of the, now, I'm not inside the rivalry, but isn't that the way Ohio State fans and Michigan fans want you to talk about it? This means everything to me? Yeah. To us? Like, yeah. It's, not, it's not you guys. Like, sorry, I couldn't get this for you guys. Mm-hmm. The guys in the locker room are really crushed. They're really upset. I know how much it means to a lot of people. Not me, but a lot of people. J.J. McCarthy's the first Michigan quarterback to beat Ohio State in consecutive seasons since Elvis Gerbach in 1990-1991. Yes, Paul. I agree with Seton on that because usually coaches, after a, a tough loss, keep it together and keep it cool. Ryan Dace has said this is an accept- unacceptable by me, by us, by everyone around here, and we won't let it happen again. Even though you're like, oh, great coach, you got 365 days. I, I would have appreciated more like this. Is- not the sky is falling, but almost like anger. Well, I think it has to hurt. I think you tell people it hurts. That's why it means so much. And you know what? Uh, they beat us. Uh, we had our chances, and uh, you know, we uh, we we uh, look forward to meeting them again, and we hope that we uh, get a great bowl game or something. Try to salvage something here instead of making it. Other people are going to be devastated by this. I'm devastated. That's that would be my approach. Yeah, Paul. At Ryan Day, you said the buyout was like forty 
yes. plus million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even kidding here. What if you put a clause in every uh, Ohio State and Michigan coaches contract? If you lose three st- straight to the other team, there is no buyout. <laughs> Sign here. That's like a cause, like show cause. Their version of show cause. You lose three straight. I like, I was watching the uh, Big Noon kickoff, and Bruce Feldman, great college football reporter, was talking about maybe Ryan Day would be uh, up for the Texas A&M job. And an Urban Meyer just jumps in and says, no, that's not going to happen. Got it down. <laughs> I know. It's not even like, you know, I'm hearing Ryan Day could be. Everybody apparently was up for that job. At least that's what they're probably telling their athletic director. Yeah, you know, Texas A&M, I've got some feelers out there. And then Mark Stoops stays at Kentucky instead of going to Texas A&M. Yes, Mark? Is Texas A&M the, like, number one seed of unrealistic expectations? Are they really expecting national championship? Like, do they have aspirations realistically? Well, I've asked this before to a couple of our guests. Is it a big-time job? I think we assume it is, but I'm waiting for it to be a big-time job or that you're, you know, a team that's going to be in the mix because you have money, you have NIL, but that team has failed miserably in the, in the bigger picture there. Yeah, Paul? It, it really comes down to getting one great quarterback, though, because we were saying stuff like this about Texas football three or four or five years ago. Then Quinn Ewers writes the ship, and they're looking at the playoffs. You know, A&M... Uh, when they had Manziel, all of a sudden they're relevant. Uh, Auburn, when they had Cam Newton, complete relevancy. Tebow with Florida. It, it, you're one great quarterback away. But couldn't they buy one? You would, yeah. Alabama had that issue where they had to win without quarterbacks for years and then it went the other way. That's how good they were. Yes. They didn't need a great quarterback. They had a bunch of game managers 10 years yeah. ago. Yes, but the game has changed. Everybody has to have that quarterback who can beat you with his arm and his legs. Uh, John in Ohio. Hi, John. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, 510 and then Office Soft 202. Soft. Hey, uh, just wanted to pitch an idea. Maybe we could have some Black Friday, Cyber Monday names, sports names. Oh, no. Didn't know if Fritzy was up to it. Oh, Hopefully no. he's not. Don't encourage but, uh, him, John. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, we could start off with Chris Unbelievable Sale. Or maybe David Half Price. Oh, Michael, okay. I know it. I'm Gibbons. Dan, how am I going to get it here? Uh, you did okay, it? John. And I would, I would uh, do for you what I do for Fritzy. I'd get out right now <laughs> after that. But Todd always blows through the stop sign. Well, you got Bud Black and Rick Monday just a few off uh, the top okay. of Okay. All right. Boom. Boom. We can play. We can right. play. No, you can't. <laughs> of course, players played in the 80s. That's uh, what you're famous for. Haters, haters <laughs> going to hate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, David Pollock will join us, uh, former college game day analyst and uh, former number one draft pick by the Bengals. He'll recap the college football weekend. And then you start, you know, Texas beat Alabama earlier this year. By the way, I... I was watching. I'm glad I was to watch Arch Manning when he came in. He looked good. I mean, he, he was uh, mobile. He looked, looked more like Archie, his father. Yeah, Paulie. However, if Quinn Ewers of Texas stays for next season to improve his draft stock, dun-dun-dun, you're going to sit for two years if you're Arch Manning? I, I don't know. Well, then maybe he could just go to Texas A&M, you know, stay in the state, and they could just buy him in. I'm Ohio State. I'm calling them up. Mm. Well, there'd probably be a few schools that would do that. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah. Question is, how much would he cost? All righty. One hour in the books on this Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. We'll give you hours coming up later on this next hour. David Pollack will join us as well. Probably come up with another poll question as well. By the way, thank you for everybody who uh, jumped into the DP show, Black Friday sale, and uh, all of Dan's deals as well. Hour two on the way. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice, is now available in electric. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice, all yours. Learn more mbusa.com slash eq.